0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to uh, Churches Now Online podcast. There's only two of us in the house today on Thursday. It's myself and truly the one and only Scott. Yes, Irwin. I am you, the one and only. This is, this is like this is like <laughs> King of King of the Hill, man. Yeah, whoever's uh, left, whoever's yeah, left. Yeah, Indiana is opening back up, and so Christina is uh, doing more work, I believe. Uh, yes, that means there's a ton of work for our worship department to do, and. Uh, I still have children that need to be watched. And so Scott and I are, uh, coming to today, but Scott, I really, I just have one thing on my mind and you mentioned it at the top of our, um, help me study the Bible live, uh, Facebook live that we're doing on, on Tuesdays at seven o'clock. We're going through the book of first Peter and I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun, but it's, it's, it's about studying the Bible. It's not about hearing personal stories. And I thought, Oh man, we need to have the full blown story on the podcast if you don't mind. If I can put you on the spot right now, yes, um, that help is us fine. help us know the saga that was um, your dog. Yes,
1: Stewie the dog, Stewie the foster dog. So Stewie, it all started four weeks ago when my wife, as a uh, stay at home teacher, was looking for something more to love uh because she couldn't love her students anymore she wanted to get a she foster was
0: channeling dog. channeling yeah. her,
1: her energy she was like yeah. i have all this love and you can't take it all so i need to give it to something else <laughs> well we swung by the Hobart humane society and we picked up this dog she had like filled out a thing and they gave us this dog they were like yeah this is the one we would like you to take and it's it was the most pitiful dog i've ever seen in my life it, i mean so sad it had been like fought and then dumped and they picked it up, it was super skinny, it was all scarred up, it's terrified of everything. So scared. Well, we got this dog and we got it home. We had the dog for uh, almost two weeks and it was getting better to the point where we could like let it out in our backyard alone. Well, our backyard's fenced in and I let it out in the morning three weeks ago. And it got out of the backyard. and Like,
0: jumped jumped the fence? Or, like, like opened the lock? Like, what are we talking here? Dug a hole?
1: Okay, all of the above, kind of. In in (laughs) our back, we have, like, a carport that's fenced in, and there's a rain spout that goes down, and there's a little hole cut through one of the um, fence slats. Sure. So this dog went and dug a little bit. I mean, and it's just big enough for, like, a rain spout gutter. Dug a little bit, and... Pushed the neighboring fence slat, like unnailed uh, it, and just booked it.
0: Oh, and this my dog goodness. was gone. Dog was gone. Yeah, we
1: went and looked for it. We had people looking for it, people on Facebook were looking for it, and it was gone for two weeks until somebody found it in Maryville and had the dog. Incredible. Which was like, Maryville, this dog's all the way in Maryville. Fast forward. We're in Ohio visiting Bethany's family, so we can't come and pick up this dog.
0: Did the dog so had, run all the way to Ohio to get you?
1: Yes, yeah, so the dog ran all <laughs> the way to Ohio.
0: <laughs> no, I'm and just we drove it's back. like homeward so, bound in reverse. I
1: know, I know, except this dog definitely does not want to be found. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, like, yeah, It doesn't want to come. It's
0: but a uh, wild spirit. We So we needed
1: somebody to go pick up this dog. And my brother-in-law, we asked the biggest favor of my brother-in-law. And I'm just going to condense this to what he told us. He's in the middle of nowhere off of Liverpool and 61st down in Hobart Maryville area. He said he had to uh, like push this gate open to get through. There were fires along this like half mile driveway fires all along the thing.
0: They just Some of them light their driveway of with fires. Yeah.
1: I don't know what they were doing, but there were fires. He gets to the house. <laughs> Knocks on the door. An older lady answers. Asks him what he wants. He says, "You know, is whoever here, Tammy here?" And uh, the old lady yells, "Tammy!" And Tammy yeah. comes with a baby. And uh, Josh, my brother-in-law, is like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for this dog. Do you have it?" She's like, "Oh yeah!" And she hands him her 10-month-old
0: baby. Oh no! To go get the dog. You hold this. I'll go. I'll be right back.
1: So, she, so Josh has this baby, and she's like, Follow me into the back. Well, in the back is this guy who's laying on the concrete underneath, like to the next side of a truck. And uh, he said he was sweating. He's talking to this guy. This guy had just had heart surgery the week and he's before. Working in a car. And he's like, Yes. And Josh is like, uh, Are you okay? Like, do you need to call an ambulance or whatever? He's like, No, no, I'll be fine. The dog's right
0: over here. He's like, Here, so hold this. At- hold this spark plug. Well, <laughs>
1: Yes. Along with the baby that you have, yeah. you still get the baby at this point. So they ended up having the dog in a trap and dog yeah. is back in our house now. And, uh, still very uh, skinny and scared
0: with the dog. The dog um. went to Bowser's castle, man. I mean, like that's insane.
1: <laughs> oh oh I my
0: goodness. And, uh, <laughs> so, so here's my big question. How yes. lo- like, does the humane society let you take two? Like, is this, second try they're like all right look you know, we gave you a tough assignment it maybe was a little tricky yeah don't fail this next time like what's the repercussions of that are they like oh thank you for taking care of them again like what? what's this what's the status i don't know well first off they are super
1: thankful if you foster dogs because i think yeah. they're swamped there especially now but i can't imagine that we don't have some mark somewhere on some government form that says they lost the foster <laughs> dog you know what i'm talking lost, about like that it's gotta be recorded somewhere
0: <laughs> it's in your permanent record i think so i think lost so it like lowers your dog. credit
1: score or something i don't know what it does
0: <laughs> well thank you for giving us an update there were a lot of people who were out looking for i remember a couple weeks ago when this all happened there was a ton yeah. of concern um i mean it, it was, had like
1: 500 shares on facebook or something crazy.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. And, uh, this, this dog is a, um, one for the money for sure. Uh, Hey, we got a, a fun guest today on the podcast. You want to introduce our guest? Yes. We had an awesome
1: conversation. We're super excited for you guys to hear it with Jacob Cohen, who is yep. a uh, vice principal of the junior class at Portage high school. And he just got some really cool insights. So, into what's going on at Portage with a, a, a highlight on relationships.
0: Yep. Take a listen. We'll see you guys next time. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, Someone who's about a year into the uh, life of the campus, uh, started the choir on day five of his journey at Bethel and uh, came to us to be a part of our Portage community as one of the... um, Jacob, are you a a vice principal, assistant principal? What's your title?
2: uh, Ultimately, it's an assistant principal, but an assistant or vice principal are essentially the same thing.
0: Yeah, and you're at Portage High School, which is yep. super awesome. Uh, what are you doing there?
2: Uh, I am an assistant principal. Actually, I oversee the juniors. Uh, also, it's also my alma mater. Graduated from there in 2001. Oh, oh cool. Right yeah. I didn't know that. Yep, I, did, mm-hmm. I
0: don't think I knew that either. I oh, knew yeah. that you were from the area. I just didn't realize that Portage was uh, – you walked the
2: halls as a student. I am born and raised right here in Portage. Um, was, was there any
0: actress. anything you had to like – fess up to you or like ask forgiveness for when you took the job. Uh, there's like, some- is, there, <laughs> is there anything in your record, sir, that would look poorly upon our school. Oh, if we hired you, I just, I, expl- like,
2: I explained, you- I was the first kid in my elementary <laughs> schools, uh, 30 years, well, at least the 30 years of my principal that I was the first kid he ever had to suspend. And my mother actually, fo- <laughs> my mother actually, fo- my mother actually forced him to suspend me. Um, <laughs> she tough love. did, she did, <laughs> is tough love. she did. Uh, and even and then I went on to Fagley. I was at Myers Elementary, went on to Fagley. Um, I had a little rough there too. Uh, eighth grade was definitely a turning point for me in regards of personality. Um, I come from a good home. Um, I just uh, I, I dealt with a lot as a kid. Uh, I had cancer when I was fourteen, um, and then when wow. that when my best friend's sister let that out to everybody, I took some heat, some really mm-hmm. really heavy heat in the hallways. Uh, and instead of turning to my mom or anybody else for help or guidance, uh, I just turned to these, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. so high school, high school was pretty, pretty easy for me in a sense. I didn't open a lot of books. I kind of just worked my way through it. Um, <laughs> talked my way out of a lot of different things. Um, so no, I mean, it was really good. And then uh, I bailed after I, I got out of high school, I went to Florida for seven years and then Vegas for eight. Uh, oh man,
0: find yeah. your way back.
2: And I did.
0: now you're back.
2: You know what, man? It, it really was. Um, this is where actually I started to kind of take a turn from my own faith. Um, I mm-hmm. think this is when I really reflect back. This is what turned for me. And I think talking with my wife and other people, this is what it was for me. Um, we were actually getting ready to move to Minnesota. I had gotten uh, hired as a fourth grade teacher at a charter school in northern Minneapolis. Sure. Uh, we came back here for a wedding in the beginning of June. Uh, got an airplane. When we got on the airplane, my wife goes, will you ever want to move back here? I was like, absolutely not. I have zero desire <laughs> to live here. <laughs> Do you know what I did as a kid? They'll never uh, let yeah. me back there. Um, yeah. so I would say it was uh, about the beginning of, end of June, beginning of July. Uh, my mom had actually given me a phone call. Uh, I'd been back in Vegas for a couple of weeks. Mom gave me a phone call and shared with me that she had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Um, and so from about the age of 19 to about 28 I was I was pretty tough man I was uh I, I put myself through the ringer uh in life and I I kind of I wouldn't say ruined the relationship but I put a lot of restraint on the relationship not only with my mother but my family in in general um so I think that was just a screaming call from somewhere clearly mm-hmm. that hey I think it's time to step up my wife right out of their mouth she mm-hmm. goes what do you want to do now i I couldn't even hesitate I want to go home yeah. um so I moved back here I was here for six months um six months and then uh by myself and i brought my wife and kids back uh at christmas eve we pulled in uh but it was great that i was able to get that undivided or i guess uninterrupted attention uh with my mom so i was able yeah. to learn a lot of things not just about myself but just just about her in general and our relationship um did a lot of apologizing i can tell you that a sure. lot <laughs> yeah. of it um, what
0: a gift to have that moment right
2: yes um i was at a charter school for two months here at East Chicago. It was arguably one of the worst professional experiences I've ever had. And I think it was two different ways. The leadership I didn't really care for, but on top of that as well, I was already going through something tough. I was trying to work through the process of getting ready to lose my mom. I knew that was the inevitable, um, that she was that far down. Statistically, I just kind of looked at it and go, I gotta figure this out. Um, I was just in a bad spot and I don't think it just was a good mix. Ended up going to Hammond. I was in Hammond School District for three years, which was an incredible experience. Great leadership they welcomed me with open arms and then got a phone call I'm sitting in a meeting at Scott Middle School with about about a week to go before school starts and I got a phone call from Max Gill our uh, former head principal who recently passed away um, he uh, called me up he goes I want you to be our in-school suspension coordinator I said I didn't apply for that he goes I know he goes but you applied to be a dean here so I'd like to hire you for that I was like well let me get back to you so I told my boss and then two days later I took that job and He passed away. He retired in January. I slid in as a dean of students because I hadn't passed my test yet. Uh, And then by the end of that school year, uh, of last school year, uh, I was hired on as the assistant principal.
0: Yeah. So um, you've had a run where students have actually been in the hallways, but now uh, you were finishing up the school year. High schoolers, middle schoolers, everyone is um, kicked out of the school, right? You know? Everyone suspended. you did it. You came back and suspended everyone. Well, exactly go. no, I'm joking. Uh, obviously with the situation today we it's the the virus has got us all in lockdown and so uh, what a, uh, talk to us about uh, what the situation feels like maybe as an administrator but also from like the student's perspective. how are um, how are things being handled? What's your general vibe on these things? It's been about seven weeks now you since uh, yeah. schools closed up.
2: Certainly, Uh, you know, from an administrator standpoint, uh, there was really no panic, I guess you could say to us, uh, because you don't have time to panic in this situation. If you panic at this point in time, you're gonna lose teachers uh, in a sense that they're gonna start to panic and they're gonna start afraid they're looking for you for that leadership and that guidance. And then on top of that as well too, if you panic, you're gonna lose a lot of these students. And that's the first thing that had to be on our mind. What choices can we make right now that's going to be best uh, for these students? Um, and so that's kind of how we approached it. What can we do to, for these students? And we kind of just opened it up to the teachers. We provided them with resources and it's all yours guys. Get it. What works for you at this point in time? Um, and as we've gone along, it's kind of really fallen in place. I have to applaud uh, the teachers uh, at Portage Township schools across the board, uh, being a, a parent of elementary school teachers in this township, uh, knowing a lot my sister is a teacher at Bagley Middle School. Um, so just knowing what they're going through and what, lengths they've gone to and in order to educate or provide our students with the better education possible I can't say enough I really can't say enough about how incredible they are if I I can't this week is actually teachers appreciation week this week is right now yep national teachers but I'm not gonna I gotta take my hats off to them for this is a year thing It, it just goes to show that and, yeah. and even in the hardest times, our teachers are going to set the plate. It's times like this, and I think this is what society really needed for education, public education specifically, is they needed to see that our teachers truly care about these kids. I haven't a teacher waiver. I've had it I haven't had to write a teacher about, no, you got to do this, do this. They just stepped up and really took it to another level. And took. I think,
1: there, I think there are a lot of parents out there, too, who are uh, uh, much more appreciative of teachers nowadays i got a my wife is a kindergarten teacher in, in chesterton and i mean every day she's getting parents so thankful so thankful for what you do are you finding parents in in portage are, are similarly thankful of their
2: teachers oh absolutely i get email, countless emails uh just of parents showing appreciation to the teacher not to me specifically they just attach me to the email but i even have students who are doing the same thing which i think is even greater when you have a young student being able to kind of swallow that pride when they have dealt with a teacher all year maybe in a negative manner that that student to finally just step up and go you know what what you were doing was right and I've truly enjoyed that um and what's been great for me and the administration this is something I'm a kid driven person I'm a kid first uh educator uh and I would say a majority of people are but from an administrative standpoint I'm very much kid first I go door to door we've actually started a non-participant list Uh, so teachers will fill out a form for kids that aren't participating and what we do is we start making phone calls after the teachers have already tried emailing making phone calls as a minister i start making phone calls and if nothing's changed or i haven't got a response in those kids grades or a response from their parents we start knocking on doors we hit up 25 houses yesterday myself the head principal and also our resource officer and we've gotten a great response parents have been very welcoming to us (laughs) It is. It is, and it isn't. You know, um, because w- what the great thing is, and this is actually something I enjoyed doing when I was at, actually, when I was at the charter school in East Chicago, there was no back to school night. Your back to school night to get to know the parents, and the parents get to know you. You had to make a home visit. You sure. had to go see your parents, and out, and it was awesome because you get a completely different outlook for those for those kids and the, and their families and what they go through.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, questions and concerns about um, not just. St- students completing their work or being able to do e-learning making that jump there's a real question on regular i guess those of us not in education that are just looking in how do you guys handle in um graduation uh, there's a whole class of students who are looking at finishing up their year. The last time they saw each other was sometime in March sure. and um, no real closure to, I know my daughter is in first grade. And when she found out that school wasn't coming back for the rest of the year, she cried, man. She had, she, it was a sad moment. How have you guys tried to step into the gap of that? And how, how are you being creative in the midst of this season?
2: So we kind of really, in regards to graduation, we've really kind of sat back and just kind of, kind of seen other decisions people are making, other districts are making, um, and to see the response. Um, it's like I know one district, and I won't, I clearly won't speak to that uh, that specifically, but this district actually they canceled it right out of the gate. It's like, all right, graduation's done. Oh boy, like you don't know the future, you don't know what's going to unfold here. Uh, clearly, at the top of our list, if we're going to do, uh, if we're going to do a graduation, top of the list is a virtual of some sort. But we're also looking to do something along the lines of just creating some kind of drive-through uh, ordeal. Uh, have a camera set up and all that kind of stuff, um, so we can do it maybe possibly live. But we're we're throwing a couple different ideas around. Uh, I've been kind of following some different people around the country and see what they're doing. So we're coming up with some things. We'll come up with something. We want, these kids deserve. To, we haven't even canceled prom yet either, so we're still considering oh, wow. giving <laughs> a prom. Yeah. So
0: are you are you open to suggestions from Scott and myself on what you should do? Because we've thought long and hard about how Portage <laughs> needs to here's thought number one scott you can give your thoughts too but number one yeah, is yeah. horses all right horses so every kid just just don't say anything jacob just listen every kid gets to ride a horse down six
2: right
0: yep that's what i got scott what do you got uh you stole my idea with horses but <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> of course uh four wheelers every kid gets a four-wheeler yeah, every kid I'm gets a limo what would like the Portage
2: community? <laughs> what would epitomize this? Well, you know what? The
0: know most what you... epic TikTok ever. right here. I, You know, I don't
2: know if you guys know Portage all that well in regards to its history, but man, we kind of like multiple many, many uh, areas around here. We are a farming community. We were yeah. even when I was a kid here. A lot of the stuff that's here now, when I graduated, was not here. It was all farmland, where Walmart yeah. was. That was built, I think, right before I left. That was all farmland. <laughs> uh, I mean, a plethora of it uh, was. <laughs> Get your
1: tractors out.
2: Yeah, why not? Just, just go. Oh, old. Go. go. back to our heritage. I like the idea. <laughs> I'm all about a hillbilly uh, graduation. I'm in hillbilly <laughs> graduation. Yes, absolutely. Jacob,
1: I don't know if you if you knew this, but uh, Dan used to be a, a youth pastor out in Chicago. Uh, before he came to, to Hickville, USA, here in North <laughs> Carolina. Come on, come on. <laughs>
0: but, uh, Portage is the epicenter of all things progressive right now.
1: All things progressive.
0: Well, I, um, I was just wondering, you know,
1: because I, I, I work with youth here at, at Bethel HP and sure. Dan worked at youth, with youth previously. I know this time has been uh, very stressful for a lot of Gen Z with e learning and, and just a lot of change. I'm wondering if you guys have noticed that with your students. Um, has there been? Uh, anything you guys are trying to do to just combat maybe heightened stress or anxiety?
2: Uh, yeah, we, we did a lot of different things. You know, we we uh, we actually have a great connection. Uh, unfortunately, tonight we have a kid who's really struggling with this whole thing. Uh, we had a lot of parents, uh, single households that have sent their child or children to the other parent's household. Uh, tonight we had a young lady who's questioning some things tonight. Let's just go to that level of stress. She started some questions and things. She started to question the ultimate choice. Uh, to really think about that. Um, so we're real big on b- building relationships uh, at Porter Township Schools. Um, it comes well before academics. So we encourage our teachers, our staff members, uh, no matter what what you do, uh, we encourage all staff members, whether you could be a lunchroom uh, worker, you could be a custodian. We, we, we encourage you to build a relationship. This mm-hmm. young lady happened to reach out to a teacher uh, and we caught it through a system that we have set up to catch specific keywords Um, And then we analyze that. And so we work with that. And then automatically goes to a guidance counselor administration. And we work through that. Um, I've had conversations with kids who have reached out to me that I've built relationships with. I've gone to their house and stood at the end of the driveway and talk to them. Um, I've seen kids in the grocery stores because I live in this community as well, too. So I've seen kids in the grocery stores. I try to make myself as visible as possible. Uh, We've been delivering food, pizzas, messages to kids who have been doing what they're supposed to be doing as well, too. You know, we just don't make house visits to those kids that are struggling to keep up. Uh, we're trying to applaud those that are dealing with it because those kids might be under stress too. I think people fail to realize that. I got yeah. kids who, who are used to getting straight A's, like I know students who are really having a rough time right now, because they they thrive off that that interaction with the teacher or even the student, uh, but they're having a hard time because they don't know how to learn this way. Their whole you do to realize when, you, when you're an honor student, you get to straight A's. You are very set to a specific rhythm of things. You have your way of doing things, and once you break that, oh boy. You know, what I mean that—that's a big struggle for those kids. Um, so we've, we've taken a couple of different routes, but I think the one that's been most effective is making some, knocking on some doors and just being out there in the community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's similar as pastors. Uh, we've we've each had moments where we've been able to go to people's homes and you know look at we call it um embodied people right like not the virtual version of this but like the actual person there and yep. <laughs> uh, it's so good to just be around people um you work with juniors is that is that the primary age I do group work that with you... juniors
2: um what, but I'm who are you... with that. go ahead
0: you're assistant principal with what age group
2: juniors is, is is what i am over, i oversee juniors
0: yeah i'm curious about this so many students are making plans for the fall Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and many of those typically would be college visits Mm -hmm. many seniors are graduating right now and typically the next move would be either a summer job that would lead into saving money for college whether that's a local community college or going off to a state school or some other institution um how how have you noticed the call like the next step being college how has that changed since Coronavirus has really upended uh, life here.
2: Like, so are you, I mean, in in, in all reality, I mean, my kids are still going out and working. I got kids who have gone from the 20 to 30, 30 hours, and they're out working 40 to 60 hours um, because they saw that opportunity. Now they could save a little bit more money for college. Um, This is actually giving a lot of kids. I had a young man who messaged me for a letter of reference to uh, Trine University, Treaty University. And last conversation we had, He had zero desire to go to college. Uh, This was just a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Um, So I think it's given a lot of kids an opportunity to step back and really reflect on what they wanted to do. Um, In regards to the college aspect, it's tough uh, because we don't know what colleges want to do yet. Uh, You have a lot of colleges that are still actually considering starting off the year right now uh, online. Um, So I'm waiting for Purdue. I think Purdue will be the big decision maker for a lot of colleges. Uh, Mitch Daniels is pretty gung-ho about starting off year everybody in classes full of gung-ho. I don't know how that's gonna work out with nearly 40,000 people on campus in a small community. So um, there's a lot of moving pieces, um, but I think our kids have been pretty resilient. They've been asking a lot of questions. Uh, the juniors who are looking to make college visits, they ask those questions. Uh, can they reschedule? Because some of them already have scheduled. Absolutely. Uh, so we have those conversations. I've been in Zoom meetings with students, plus uh, their, uh, the their admin from other colleges, smaller colleges. these kids can ask those questions and i can help guide them with those questions um in regards to work and stuff like that because we have a lot of parents who have lost jobs uh we've set it up to where i'm actually in charge of the community portion of like what's going on so um so i was able i'm ultimately able to go out there and uh, help these kids find jobs that are work for them specifically I've talked to a lot of different managers and stuff like that. Okay. This is the hours this kid can work. This is what has essentially going on at home. What could you do for them? So it's more so, more so that my job has gotten almost bigger. I guess today. I'm almost taken on that fatherly role in the sense of, I know your dad probably should be teaching this, but since I got time, allow me yeah. to take the reins here.
0: Yeah. What an interesting expansion of your potential, you know, relationship impact. Yes. And that's, that's the heartbeat that I, I love that you have is is really truly making a difference inside of students' lives, not just their academics, not just their citizenship, but, but who they're becoming as people. And I uh, really appreciate that about you. What would be one last thought that you'd have just um, about the state of life for students right now in education and um, things that we're just hopeful that are going to, uh, clear up in the future, but we just don't know where things are right now. So uh, how would you encourage families at home to keep going and keep persistent?
2: Uh, stay positive and have faith. Uh, at the end of the day, I really do want you to have faith, not just as a student, uh, your own child, your children, uh, and yourself as well, that it, it ultimately takes a village. I really believe, yeah. and I think this show more now than any other time that we get alive, essentially, that, it ultimately truly takes a village to raise children, uh, to keep life going on. Um, and um just keep keep an open mind to what's going on. I'm hopeful that we are back in the classroom day one.
0: You heard it here first, everybody. Jacob is <laughs> he's making the bold prediction back in the classroom on day one. Uh, <laughs> is that are you gonna put some money down on that, Jacob? Is that like you're gonna bet your job on it? What are we talking?
2: Well, I lost you guys there.
0: No, it's okay. We we, but, we lost you um, at at your are back in the classroom on day 1.
2: So I, I definitely didn't I did not I de- I was hopeful. Thank you yes. for. I, <laughs> I am hopeful. I, you, I, I am hopeful. Thank you, sir. i was going
0: to catch you on the Zoom on the Zoom glitch technicality, man. Just cuz you didn't
2: I was full political I I truly, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I do. I pray out it uh, daily that that we are back in the classroom. That's where I want to be. I yeah. like the interaction. Yeah. There is so yeah. much more to education than just the, you know, the books and writing and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I yeah. and my own life experiences have shown that to me. Uh, luckily, if my dad is a, my dad's a street guy. He was born, you know, raised in the streets, essentially, quote unquote. He wasn't a books guy. My mom, on the other hand, very much a bookworm. Um, so I got a little bit both the worlds, but. What he showed me, what he taught me, really prepared me, and I, a lot of kids don't get that. So I, I bring a different a thing to the, I, I bring a different personality and a different approach to the hallways, and I really enjoy that. Being in this situation, I don't, I don't get to use really what my best tool is in creating those connections and those relationships, and that's what I miss the most. So that's why I'm very hopeful that we are back in the day one. We are back in. But I, I highly well, doubt, but I highly doubt
1: I hear it. A lot of, I hear a lot of similarities there between what you're uh, struggling with and what we're struggling with as pastors. Because at the end of the day, it is, it is relationships, and we got to be creative about how we build those and maintain those.
2: We chose professions to work with people, and, and this, is, yep. this is cool. <laughs> I enjoy it, but get, this isn't it for me. This Let's get it back, right? Yes. Let's get back. Yes. But we'll probably start off the school year probably exactly what we're doing right now. I could see the first nine weeks of school of right where we're at right now.
0: But there's light at the end of like the tunnel, and that's what we're grateful for. The truth. Right, that's what we're grateful yeah. for, and and we're grateful for you and uh, so many wonderful men and women in the uh, front offices and the front lines yes. there at uh, the school districts in Portage. And we're grateful, man, for you taking out some time uh, of your schedule. I know it's been pretty uh, hectic for you too, but thank you for coming on the podcast and talking with us.
2: Gentlemen, the pleasure is mine. I really appreciate you guys having me. I'm always, always more than willing to jump in with you guys.
0: All right. Thank you. All right. That's Jacob Cohen, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Church's Now Online podcast. For more resources from Bethel Church, head to Bethelweb.org, where you can stream services, give online, and find ways to impact our community. To connect with the HP campus, the best way to do that is on Facebook. Join our group by searching Bethel Church-Hobert-Portage. If you enjoyed this content and want to help us out, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you found this content. And it helps us if you rate and review. It just makes it easier for others to find us online. Churches Now Online is produced by the team at Bethel Hobart Portage, Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, Scott Irwin, and myself, Dan Jacobson. Thanks for listening to this episode. Until next time, this podcast is to be continued.